Welcome to San Diego News Fix, The Backstory, where we tackle important questions about journalism ethics and give you a behind the scenes look at our industry and our newsroom. I'm Luis Cruz. We are just days away from the November 8th election and the San Diego Union Tribune has you covered. Joining us now to talk about what we can expect on election day and the days that follow are Union Tribune watchdog and government editor, Sam Schultz, political columnist, Michael Smolens, managing editor, Laura Sicalo, and we begin with editor and publisher, Jeff Light. Jeff? Okay, thank you very much, Luis. A lot to talk about and a lot of work to do uh, because election day is right around the corner. Um, and uh, Sam Schultz, we were just uh, chatting in the lead-in about the number of people at work on this. And I guess we've got, you know, in the neighborhood of 40 people working on uh, covering the elections. And uh, maybe you could just give people in the, uh, the listeners an overview of, you know, what is the work that's going on right now? Yeah. So, um, yeah, in fact, uh, I, I did, I knew that we had a ton of people working on, uh, our election coverage, but hadn't realized there were quite so many until uh, we added them up just now, but, um, we've got, uh, so reporters from all around the newsroom are covering different aspects of this election. Um, whether that's races concerning ballot measures that touch on reporters beats, um, or, uh, or folks covering how election, how election season is panning out in schools or, um, uh, or following, you know, local campaigns or helping put together explainers, uh, to equip voters with what they need to understand their ballot and how effectively to vote. Um, so there has been, that has been a newsroom wide effort and it will certainly be that on election night too, um, when we'll have people, out reporting around the county and um, and following the races that they've been covering so far, uh, as well as how um, voting is going countywide and how um, and how our votes are being counted. Yeah, and then uh, uh, as the person uh, really coordinating all of this, uh, that I know you have been uh, working through all the logistics of you know from a publishing point of view. All of those files that are being created, uh, uh, the naming conventions, uh, the, the timetable, who's editing them, uh, how they need to be tagged to flow properly to the right uh, setups on our website, what those setups will look like, the little different snippets of code that will fetch dynamically the results from the Secretary of State and the Registrar of Voters. So, so there's a, a, a massive a logistical uh, task that Sam has been handling. Um, uh, and and uh, I guess the first thing I'd like to do is thank you, Sam, for taking all that on. It's a lot to, it's a lot to handle. I know. Well, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of folks here, probably myself included, have been going from ink stained wretches to code stained wretches with this whole thing. <laughs> so, um, we're getting very, very well versed in the process. Okay. And, you know, to, to that point, we also, of course, uh, are putting out a print edition that night. Uh, so what can we expect from that, Laura Sacalo? Tell me about how the print edition works on election night when you're putting the paper to bed before we have complete results. How does that work? Right. Well, we we have partial results based on usually uh, a couple of dumps from the registrar of voters starting 
you know, right after eight o'clock when the polls close, we usually get a first uh, glimpse at the, the early returns. And our uh, publishing schedule for print is that maybe we'll have one other update from the registrar before we go to print for the first edition. Then we have the opportunity to update again for print. And uh, as in the primary, we'll also have the opportunity to update yet again for the e-edition. The e-newspaper uh, will have you know, the, the latest results that, that we can get from the registrar. Um, but the experience has been, you know, the registrar at some point will stop counting for the night and we won't have complete results. Usually by the next day when we're publishing for the Thursday paper, um, a tabulation of the uh, election results, we have, you know, I think at the primary we had uh, results that there were 250,000 outstanding ballots left to be counted. So it was out, out of how many, how, what would the total vote be in a primary? That's a great question. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head how many there were in the primary, maybe a million. I don't know. Maybe yeah, Michael so might have. Some uh, I, I'd be guessing, but yeah, I was thinking 900,000 to a million, but um, I'm not really sure. Yeah. So 250,000 outstanding is actually pretty significant. Um, uh, uh, and I and actually want to talk about that in a second, but just uh, a little point of detail. So what time is the deadline for 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 uh, you to send that last page here in San Diego on election night? That last page needs to be sent at, you know, 945 or 10 o'clock for that first edition. Okay. And then so, we'll come back an hour or so later for the second. Right. So 10 o'clock, that page is sent electronically to the press room which is, of course, is in Los Angeles. And then the paper is printed. And uh, that takes a, a few hours, just the printing of the paper. Then it's trucked to San Diego, which takes uh, uh, another couple of hours. And then from that point, there's about 12,000 miles of, uh, of uh, trucks and cars driving along the streets of San Diego delivering the paper. And that is the process that... Uh, takes so long and why uh, you have to send that page at uh, at 10 o'clock at night. Right. Um, uh, and why you will, it, in part, why you will not have complete results. So uh, back to you, Sam, I, you know, you were mentioning some of the, the journalism issues around this question of partial results. And those partial results, you know, we'll be facing that same uh, uh, scenario online because we won't have the complete results on Tuesday and, and we're gonna do our best. But talk to me a little bit about um, the, the pluses and minuses of that. Yeah, so I think, I mean, fortunately, I think that, um, you know, that we have had a, a handful of elections um, now that will look much like this one in that we won't know the full results for a while um, because of the fact that, you know, folks are still postmarking their their ballots on election day um which which is totally fine um but uh in some of the closer races that may mean that we that we really don't have a result for for a while in some races even that may um that may not 
be expected to be as close. They like things might look out of whack earlier. I think one one potential problem with this sort of thing it that I think we saw in the primary is that when you report the when you report what the results that have come in, um, you that you're you're only reporting a portion of those votes. And in, for instance, a primary, the race is continuing thereafter. So, and that may be affected by, you know, what the headline is the next morning, even if that headline winds up being undercut somewhat by the by, you know, what the ultimate results wind up being as um as more votes trickle in over the next and are counted over the next week or however right. long. Um, we right. won't really be dealing with that this time, but there is still that um that issue of well, how how best do we report this? And I think, uh, you know, as with anything, that is that is often just caution um, for us. But well, yeah, I mean, the example that you used, uh, uh, oh, according to partial results, the race is super tight. OK, later we find out as when the full results came in, oh, the race was actually not very tight. Candidate A was well ahead of candidate B. But that imprint has been created in the community that it is neck and neck. And that's got a real world effect on the momentum of those two campaigns. And I think, you know, a question for us is even though it's clearly labeled, there's um, there's a lot of evidence that uh, that kind of messaging has an effect uh, in the community. So that is something for us to 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 be super careful about. I'm not sure I know the right answer. And I don't know if, uh, if, uh, Laura, you have any further thoughts on that? Well, I, I think that's an excellent point. And I think it's one of those areas where, again, we're at a little further disadvantage in print online. We can go in and update that headline as things change. And, you know, the, the print is, uh, set once, once we've sent those pages, uh, even if the next iteration of the results maybe changes things slightly, we can't get back into that first edition and, and change that. So I, I do think it requires thoughtfulness and caution and, and also to be very transparent about how much of the vote we're working with and what we know at that point. Right. And of yeah. course, we saw this with the Trump campaign at the last presidential election, uh, um, where the where the early the early vote was showing favorably for Trump, and and part of his strategy was to immediately claim victory and cast doubt on the the full results. So um, it is something to be super careful about. Sam, yeah, did you? And the transparency, I think, is especially key, especially when there are when there are, I mean, often there are very you know probably boring, um, but uh, but you know, very simple explanations for some of those issues with, uh, you know, when the votes come in, for instance, like that's in, in Brazil, which just held their presidential election. Um, one, one element that often has been an issue there with the vote counting is that the more rural areas have, you know, slower internet connections. So they're not getting the results in as quickly. And so therefore it can look like, the candidates who are more, more popular in the rural areas are catching up late, which, you know, to some folks would look suspicious when it's not. It's a function of the infrastructure. So those sorts of those sorts of infrastructure questions are just like the, the kind of thing that I think it helps to be transparent about. And in fact, we've been 
we've been producing a number of sort of explainers on how a lot of that voting process works here in San Diego County in an effort to um, to, you know, to make that a little more transparent, too. Yeah. So we'll see what Election Day holds. Uh, uh, Michael Smolens, uh, I, I wanted to hear from you about what uh, the reporter's job is like on election night. Uh, you've covered a bunch of elections here in San Diego County. What, what are the journalists doing out there and uh, how maybe has that changed over the years? Well, it's it's changed a lot on a number of fronts. Um, we were talking earlier that, you know, in San Diego for the local elections, there was uh, quite a scene at Election Central, which was in Golden Hall, down at the Civic Concourse by City Hall. Uh, all the candidates went there. They they usually had separate rooms in the, the building. Um, the, the, all the TV stations had uh, little setups there with, if not their anchors or reporters, interviewing candidates on, um, you know, sort of deck chairs. Uh, and every prep reporter around was there with, with tables. And so it was a great place to catch people and so forth. Um, you know, that is gone. And right now, the homeless people are living there or people that without shelter. Uh, but it was starting to fade anyway because of the nature of elections, because the advent of mail ballots just made things a little bit different uh, in terms of the, the timing of the election and that we know less uh, in terms of result at the end of the day, it seems like. Uh, so that's all had an effect. Um, one of the things that that was good about that, and there's still viewing parties, which we you know go out to, is talking to people. You know, you can ask them, well, what do you think? That's only good of the moment. I mean, you know, until more results come in. But uh, a friend of mine, a former journalist, said uh, he always advised reporters. Uh, he was a longtime political reporter. He said, you know, even after deadline, after the votes are in, keep your tape recorder rolling and keep talking to people because he 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 maintained that there was like a sudden truth serum that hit a lot of candidates that have been saying the talking point for so long that they let their hair down a little bit. Not that they say anything necessarily scandalous, but they just are a little more open, and that's a good time that. Uh, to, to get them just about further perspective, maybe for day later stories and things like that. So that's one of the things So you know, we're always sort of looking ahead. We were also talking earlier that we do all this preparation and get background for our stories, for our election night stories, particularly for print. And we have so little to go on on our first print deadlines, you know, the first mail ballot uh, dump, which which actually I say so little. That's grown so much. That is a substantial portion of the vote. Um What's difficult is you're up into the wee hours of the morning and then you've got to pick it up the next day. Things are less organized because now you're dealing more on the fly with results, whereas before we had sort of a more regimented thing. Uh, day two is always the more difficult day, I think, for reporters, editors and everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, if uh, if you know any journalists, uh, uh, be kind to them uh, on election week because it is an exhausting uh, an exhausting time to be a journalist and an exciting one. Uh, so we'll see what Election Day uh, holds. We didn't even get to touch on the issue of uh, voter suppression or poll watchers, all fascinating topics that uh, we may well see uh, play out here in San Diego. But I think for now, I'm going to turn it back to you, Luis. 
All right. Thank you very much, Jeff, Laura, Sam, and Michael. Appreciate it. Uh, we want to remind everyone you can stay on top of the latest election news on our website, SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. That does it for this special edition of San Diego News Fix. Don't forget to listen to San Diego News Fix with Christy Totten for an in-depth look at local stories making headlines throughout the week. You can find San Diego News Fix wherever you get your podcasts. For everyone at the San Diego Union Tribune, thank you very much for listening and for supporting local journalism. Have a great day everybody.